Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the at-home edition of the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Jessica Harrington. In this episode of Life Handmade, we are chatting it up with not one, but two talented individuals. This is our first time ever having two guests at once. Sam and Liz are here with us. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. And Sam and Liz are the sisters that comprise the Pretty Life Girls. And as children, they moved often, calling Nevada, Texas, Georgia, and Utah home. And they both currently reside in Utah with their families. They have been in the crafting industry for over six years. They started out blogging and moved into content creation for craft companies and now authoring a craft book for NBC. You may have seen it, The Making It Guide to Crafting. Both sisters hold master's degrees, Sam in instructional technology and Liz in technical writing, and both are also mothers of two children. Sam and Liz began by doing upcycled crafts on their blog, and another blogger saw them and offered to pay them 50 bucks to do projects on her DIY blog. And it was at this point that you women thought that what? We made it. You had made it. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. Done. Drop the mic. (laughs) It was their first paid gig and they were thrilled. From there, they started doing more and more projects and started to build relationships with some pretty big brands. Now they're regular content creators for Silhouette, Plaid Crafts, Michaels, and more. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, that was so fun. That was fun. We (laughs) have made it. (laughs) I'm rolling out the red carpet of introductions for Liz and Sam. And and you guys are known as the Pretty Life Girls, correct? Right. And who who do you think came up with the name? Was it a duo? No, Liz is a wordsmith. She always comes up with the clever things. And we started out doing like fashion, like cheap fashion blogging. And it wasn't about like looking pretty, but doing little things to make your life pretty. And it actually translates really well into the crafting and DIY space too. So we're lucky we haven't had to change it. Right. I love it when a name can kind of take you into not on purpose, different industries, but can mean multiple things, multiple industries. And yeah, it can, it can cross over into lots of different realms for yeah. sure. Okay. So I'm going to start with the first question. What is your first crafting experience or memory crafting? So think back to um, your childhood and I'd love to hear from both of you. What's that first memory you have about being crafty? I mean, it was our mom. She always had a bin of like scrapbook paper, ribbon, glue. She was always buying like brass. She was kind of like on the scrapbooking trends. Don't you feel like like card making scrapbooking Mm -hmm. words? Like when it was cool to put a brad or something moved. I feel like she was early in that. And like we would go to craft or scrapbook stores and like 
spend a lot of time there. Um, so I feel like it was with scrapbooking and there was always like a wealth of supplies around. Do you feel like that? Yeah. While you were talking, I got this funny memory. Do you remember in like the mid nineties, the stickopotamus books and you would get the stickopotamus books. They were like little mini binders with page inserts and there were stickopotamus stickers and you would just like fill this little binder with stickers. And mom would take me to the scrapbook stores is where you would get them like at the paper craft stores Mm -hmm. and just buy me these stickopotamus stickers. And I just loved putting them on the pages in my little mini binder. And I got such a kick out of that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So Liz doesn't remember, but this is a memory, correct? Yeah. It just came to me. <laughs> yeah, stickers. Yeah. And and all you did was just fill the pages with the stickers, correct? That's all you did. And they had yeah. all different kinds of stickers. So you could, you know, what based on your interests, get the stickers of, you know, the sport you liked or whatever. Right. It was so fun for me. Oh gosh. Lovely. I love yeah. it. So, okay. So that's your early, early recollections of crafting. So now um, I would love, this is a question we ask all of our guests. So I want to know what both of you have to say. What is the most meaningful handmade project that you've ever created and and probably that you gave to someone else? Um, or maybe you still have it. So I'll go first. Yeah, go. Um, mine, my little boy, my first child. He's six now, but when he was born, he was born at 26 weeks. So really, really early. He weighed one pound, 11 ounces and uh, spent four months in the NICU. And something that I did during those NICU months is I made this pillow and it's cross-stitched and it says, you make me happy when skies are gray. And I put pom-pom trim and really cute colors. (laughs) You can find it on our blog and I'm still super proud of it. He has it in his bedroom and I imagine it kind of being an heirloom because Mm -hmm. it was something that I did during a really hard time and it's sort of symbolic of how far he's come and, you know, it's just kind of a a special thing. Four months is a very long time to not have your child. Where did you put the pillow? So you made it, you sat at home making this and then did you, were you able to take it to the hospital or did you leave it at home until he was able to join you? Yeah, I put it. So we worked on his nursery while he was there and uh, yeah, just put it in his nursery. So he was reunited or united with it once he came home. Yeah, I I definitely feel like that would be an heirloom piece because there's a story attached to it. You know what I mean? It's not about the piece. It's about the story that goes with the why you made the pillow and and waiting for him. That's really special. Thank you for sharing that with us. Of course. Liz, what what I don't have a good story like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt that's true. I did make Sam a quilt, though. (gasps) Yeah. That is special to me. So we were lucky enough to go to college at the same place at the same time and live together. And we were both really, really involved in our time at school. And we went to Utah State University. Go Aggies. Go Aggies. So Sam was super involved in student government and had all these shirts that had different things she had been involved with all that time at Utah State. And I gathered them all up and made a quilt 
for her graduation. And it was like the first time I ever sewed anything. So I don't know what I was thinking, but I had blind confidence and it's really cute still. Yeah, I, feel and like I still cherish good. it because, you know, with t-shirts, they're like kind of garbage in your closet, but they mean something to you. And so right. for it to be put into something functional that I could use forever meant so mm-hmm. much to me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really special. I like how you had never made a quilt and you decided. No, I don't know why I thought I could do it, but I did it. And I still think it's, well, I guess I had it really, I, I jank, I put it together in such a janky way, but then I hired someone really good to, <laughs> to bind, bind it. it so it's like, beautifully okay. bound. And stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That isn't where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to say it was janky. And so it's just kind of, you know what everyone likes to throw? Well, it's shabby chic. Yeah. No, it's meant oh, to be that way. No, our thing is, Make it look, uh, do what you can, and then hire people who are okay. really good at what they do to make it yes. extra good. Yeah. 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 No, my, my mother-in-law said the same thing. Like, she made a quilt for my now uh, 14-year-old, and he, she did the same thing. She hired a pro to actually do the, like, quilting, yes. like, with a machine, and yeah. it is so thick and well-made now. Yeah, it's great. But you had a hand in it, and it's perfect. That's exactly. all I care about. Exactly. I get the credit. Who knows where that lady is? Who knows? <laughs> you had the vision. You cut up those t-shirts. That's right. Exactly. So this might uh, be the same answer, but the next part of that question is, what is the most meaningful handmade gift that you have received? So I think we Sam, have I mean, we? what yeah. is it? I mean, since we're talking about it, that's front of mind. The blanket Liz made me. Okay, I guess you have to say the blanket. <laughs> is the blanket. that really what you want? Oh, that's to what I was going to say. I was going to say what all the things grandma's made us. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is the same. <laughs> you go, 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 go. But thank you for saying same. that first. Yeah. You saved yourself. <laughs> uh, our grandma is an incredible seamstress, and she does crochet. And for our weddings, she made us crochet So she did blankets. it when, like, at a few milestones. Okay, so, milestones. like, when you get... When you're eight, mm-hmm. when you graduate from high school, and when you, and get, when get, married. you get married. And oh, wow. those are like the most special things. And then she mm-hmm. also, one summer, we conned her into making us dresses that I still love my Yeah, dress. we went to Joanne and we picked the fabric and we chose the pattern. And then she took it home and she lives a few hours away. And then the next time we saw her, she gave them to them. I still have mine. Right here in the closet closet. behind me. (laughs) And wait, did you say that it was a dress for prom? Is that what you said? No, it was just a dress. Just like a Sunday dress. dress. Oh, nice. Okay. But it's even more, I mean, she can't do any of that stuff now. And Mm -hmm. it's just like the most special. Yeah. Tenfold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very special. Well, thank you for sharing that. Okay. So you guys are always busy. Um, What was the inspiration behind and what are you currently working on? Like, what is your current project? What was the inspiration behind it? Uh, which, what is like a big one that we're like doing a big right thing now? you're working on? Well, if you can say. I mean, really our biggest thing we've been working on, which is multiple things, is kids crafts, which we never wanted to be kid crafters. But mm-hmm. when we got trapped at home with our children <laughs> because of COVID, <laughs> because of COVID. Oh, yeah. we had to come up with ways to entertain them. We thought we'd share them. And those have been some of our most popular posts and projects that we've ever done. So some of those things, we initially just shared them like on Instagram stories. But then as brands have reached out for collaborations, we've remade them into pretty posts and videos and things like that. And and they've been super popular and hopefully helped save other moms who are I yes. feel suffering. I mean, the same I feel way. like on a day, on some of my lower days during this chaos, 
I feel like when I've made something either for myself or for my kids, I just feel better. So I'm glad that it's like a way to know that it's probably helping someone. Yeah. It gives you purpose and somehow. And it feels like you did something for the day when it's Mm -hmm. like. (laughs) Yeah. At the end of the day. Like check. Check. I may not have gotten dressed, but I did some crafting. I probably didn't get dressed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Well, we will have uh, the links to some of those that you mentioned in our show notes for those that are listening right now. And so next question is, what is your go-to or cannot live without product that you might use in your crafting right now? Like, what are you super into? You might have different answers. Mm-hmm. Right. What um, would you say? Always our cutting machines. We're silhouette people. So our mm-hmm. silhouette cameos. Yeah, we love paper crafts, vinyl. Paper and vinyl, uh, We've yep. been trying out a lot of newer or different methods of things, and they've become something we love, like like anything out of shrink plastic which is like so much fun like finding a way to for a grown-up to use shrink plastic is super fun like we did barrettes barrettes that were so cute so cute and like that's a fully kid craft that you can transform into something that a grown-up could love too Mm -hmm. and then with the book liz did a project in there with resin and ever since then we've been on a resin kick because you can make just the most beautiful things from resin it's very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Do you oh, guys yeah. remember um, using the kid shrink pot or the shrinky dinks or whatever they were we called? We never did it. Did they have those? I think when they we were did. Children? Yeah, because it was called shrinky dinks, right? Oh. That's yeah, it was called, called shrinky dinks. I had I no be showing, idea. showing my age. I'm not sure. Well, it might be why I think it's so cool now because it feels like a magic trick it's and magic. I wasn't, I never did it as a kid. So it like blew it, my mind wide open when we first Yeah, You know, I mean, you guys have children and yeah. you know when you take your children shopping for the other parent. You Uh say, well, what do you want, dad or, you know, mom or whatever to get? And you know that age when the kid should know what the parent wants versus it's a kid toy, but yet they're still a kid. That's that's my memory of Shrinky Dinks. I must have been six or seven or maybe eight. And I went with my dad to get a Mother's Day gift. And I convinced him. I said, no, 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 mom wants this. Mom, mom wants, wants this. And I remember feeling so guilty because I knew it wasn't for mom. <laughs> and we checked out. And it was like a Joanne's or a, or a Michael's, I'm sure. And we checked out. And I felt so guilty. And so we opened the Shrinky Dinks. And I just, oh my obvious, <laughs> obviously, 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 mom did it with me. If you had given it to in 2020, it might have worked. Because you could have said you'd make the pretty life girls barrettes with there these you and you'll be so cute <laughs> what comes around Dang goes it. around <laughs> <That's so laughs> kept it. <laughs> oh goodness okay so let's transition a little bit into what you just said <laughs> you're in quotes trapped at home with the kids mm-hmm. and how you just kind of you know not stumbled but kind of morphed into those kids crafts so what else about the recent changes uh, to the world, the pandemic, how has that changed maybe some of your business goals or like where you're going? How has that impacted who maybe you are together? Tell us a little bit about the current state. Well, we sort of made a rule at the beginning of it that we would be quarantined together pretty much. So for several weeks, we were the only people we ever saw, which was super nice because our kids had each other, but we never ventured out beyond that. But so you identified your circle from the get go. Yeah, and it was like, just us. It. We're like, yep. sorry, mom and dad, sorry, brothers, you don't get to enter this. No, but it saved me because yeah. we 
could go, you know, on adventures or go to her house or her, she would come to mine and it would break up the mundane and it was like a lifesaver. Yeah. As far as business stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, we being together, I mean, it is that whole thing where it's like, you're in the thick of it. And so it forces you to be creative in different ways. So it was like, whereas we would go to the craft store once or twice a week, we were trying to figure out things we could make with what we had in our craft rooms. And I feel like that really brought some innovation to some of our crafts Mm -hmm. and also forced us to try some things that like maybe we wouldn't have done if someone, I mean, when you are a content creator, sometimes you don't get to do the things you really want to do because you're being paid for to do Mm -hmm. something else. So I got out some clay one day and just made some dishes because I had that and it was just for me. And it was Mm -hmm. so fun to do that. I did it late at night and I was rolling out the dough and it was like just me doing it. And I found so much joy in it. And I, I actually, I mean, we both feel like we need to connect more with that part of it and, and remember to do some things just for fun sometimes so that you don't get burned out as a business. But I feel like I wouldn't have pulled out that stuff that's been sitting there in the closet that I haven't been doing because it's not part of my job and did it for the pleasure of it instead Mm -hmm. of out of obligation, which was really nice. Right. That there is a true joy in creating just to create. And a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure that you hear this already, um, you know, say, oh, you have the dream job. Oh my gosh, if I could just craft all day, I'd be so happy. It's, it's, it's half truth, correct? Absolutely. Because you're, sometimes it's an assignment or sometimes yes. it's a project. Oh, and you the, have to I mean, create. all this stuff with like, even today, like setting up the sitter and then the sitter falls through and then a kid is sick, but we have deadlines and trying to craft. And then the three-year-old wants their hands in it. Yeah, and it still works. <laughs> it's still exactly. Yeah, it is. So when you have those moments to just make something for the fun of it, it's, it really makes it mm-hmm. so much. That's fun. good that you carved out that time. Yeah. So the projects that you guys are working on and are in the book or on your blog or on your stories, like you said, what do you, what do you hope people see that's different about you two? Or what do you hope people get out of the products that you're sharing or that they hope to create at home? I think one of our big hopes is just that you can do it. And it, I mean, like Liz mentioned earlier that we get people who make us look good in the end. We have amazing photographers and (laughs) things like that, that, that really take our projects to another level, but they are doable crafts. They're beautiful, but you can do them. And one thing like with, I'm thinking right now of the bean art, which is Liz's new calling in life. She loves the new calling. One of my quarantine crafts was bean art. And I cannot, I mean, I love it so much. Yeah. I'm insane. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Anyway, like you can get out beans and put them in a mosaic on a paper plate, but it's picking the right colors that make it all of a sudden something you can display on your wall or, you know, it's just these really easy little changes that you can do to make it something really special. Yeah. We, I, we do some in-person workshops and I'm always surprised at the comments we get from people saying, I never would have done this on my own, but this was so much fun. And that fills us up because we like knowing that they're feeling more empowered to go home and make something. But I hope that, I mean, we do try to walk the balance with what we make to make it we really love beautiful, aesthetically pleasing things, but if it's not something people would actually make, we try not to do that. 
we try to make something that people would actually keep in their home or use or or be able to do because for us the fun is when someone catches the fire of mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It's addicting for sure. Yeah. And it sounds kind of when you talked about the in-person um classes or workshops and they said, I never would have thought to this on my own. I wonder if you, you, you're you also kind of giving them permission. Do you ever feel like you're giving people permission totally. sure. to play? Yes. And at the workshops, they have all the supplies they need and no distractions. And that helps too, because life is crazy. And it can be hard to like carve out the time, like you said, with Liz's clay dishes. But to make that a priority, it's it's self-care, really. I think so. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I too, love seeing when people get that spark or, or get that feeling of, no, I can do this. It is me time. It also can be good for other people or I can give it to someone else. But truly, it's about giving that that time to yourself. So right. I love the being our idea. And I want to <laughs> definitely include in the show notes some of some of the photos that you can share with us there. What else? I don't know if you have an answer for this, but what other items around the house or during this time have you kind of upcycled or thought outside the box about even with your children? Have you found any other strange ways in which to craft or unique I feel like is a genius every day we well the first two weeks of COVID we decided we were going to do kind of like a kids craft camp kind of thing for a, maybe two we didn't know how long it was going to go on so we're like we'll do something every day just come to our stories and see and the first couple of days I was like great I can do this bean art whatever and then Sam is really good at engaging her kids at home anyway so she's making she's turning dish soap into like colored unicorn foam that the kids can paint with in the bathtub. And she's making, I mean, it was like, she's giving me too much credit. No, it's true. But we found that the funnest things were the simplest. So like where I got out the beans for the kids to do bean art with me and I did it for six hours and they did it for 15 (laughs) minutes. Like they did not care. So it was, it's always for them the most simple things that are the funnest. So one of our favorite things we did was salt painting Uh which it's like you draw with glue and you dump salt over it. You let it dry. And then you take watercolors and the watercolors spread. The color spreads into the salt. Oh, wow. And it's like the simplest thing, but watching the colors like move along the salt and um, using three different tools is all Mm -hmm. to do it. And it makes me mad sometimes because (laughs) I will go to these lengths to and engage my children. But then it's really those simple things where it's just Mm -hmm. a paintbrush Right. And, you know, and that's yeah, when they really love or something. Yeah. Yes. Like, 100%. It's maddening. You want to go crazy. I, that's my way is to go the bigger, the better. But when it comes to my kids and I think yours too, mm-hmm. it's like they would, yeah, they'd rather Simple. paint a rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Um, so last random question, because I know that you guys are super busy today. <laughs> um, we've, we did this, uh, we had a bunch of fun little segues in our group Slack at work. And mm-hmm. so to just try to stay connected because we love being together in our facility, but a lot of us are working remote. So one of, it might have even been Laura, she had this idea um, and we all asked. So if you could, if your doll, like a figurine of yourself, you're that big, you are oh. that big. So picture this world. There's a doll, there's a figurine, it's for sale and your doll is for sale. What 
What is your little figure holding? <laughs> what does your figure come with? Like the special edition of what your, was yours? Your Wait, figurines. what was yours? Oh yeah, tell us yours. Mine was a. I'm I'm a big traveler, so everyone was like, okay, Jess. So it was like a passport and tickets, and then the like to do list because I'm type A, uh-huh. and you know you gotta yeah, it's all about the travel for me. We like to do this where we answer for the other person. <gasps> oh, okay. Because we have like. Yes. We okay, think we I have a good grip on the other person. Yes. Liz would have a 44-ounce <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> yes, I would. With Diet Coke. Okay. And fresh Ooh. wine. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, I would. Okay. Yes. How many squirts or uh, what is the ratio? I don't care. The more limey, the better. Yeah. I don't need as much coconut. I like a little bit, but a lot of lime. Yeah. Ooh, refreshing. It's like the ultimate summer Coke. Oh, 100%. Totally. So good. Nice. Okay. Sam, what Sam would have her planner. My planner. She would bring her That's planner, fair. you'd bring your fancy pens, and <laughs> she would have every moment. But I can't imagine a Sam Barbie that's not holding a planner. Yeah. Fair. Fair and enough. What current planner style or planners are you into right now, Sam? I mean, I just like, I don't do like the fancy, like, I don't do stickers or like, you know, I don't do mm-hmm. hand lettering or anything like that. I mm-hmm. think I just have like a day designer and I like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just like to keep all my things there mostly so that I can cross them off because there's a yes. real, there's a real high there. Oh, there is. Have <laughs> you have you delved deeper into the whole list list makers the and list makers in a list journaling. and bullet journaling yeah. and we're working it's on a whole thing with that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hints, hints. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I love it. Well, I really appreciate you guys spending some time with us today. It's super fun and you know, we just wish you guys all the best and we're going to send so many people your way and I wa- want them to see the bean art. <laughs> bean art <laughs> if you amazing. take nothing else away from this interview. I, I really, <laughs> well, already you have me thinking, I'm like, what beans do I have? And yeah, and I can picture my son it's carefully so organizing them with soothing. speckles. You will just yes. be surprised at how soothing it is. It's almost like Zen, you know, those gardens, those Zen gardens that you you dig around in it's like that or something I don't know well I I do no I I know we're laughing but it is true because when you're able to get minuscule and small and notice the world around you and notice the speckles on like a a a, a bean you do you start to calm and I think it's good for children it's mindfulness yes we're basically meditating that's right this is a whole other level (laughs) I mean higher state (laughs) we're making jokes but it's true it's true we laugh but it's very true (laughs) all right well thank you so much Liz and Sam and we hope to have you on a future episode of the Life Handmade Podcast thank you so much this was so fun Well, thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Life Handmade podcast. You can find all of the products and resources and links we mentioned in this episode in those show notes. And remember, go to www.scrapbook.com forward slash podcast for more info and easily finding other episodes as well. Scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items and it is the number one online store for paper crafting. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters just like you. 
make sure to connect and get inspired by other crafters in the scrapbook.com forums and galleries. You can even take a free online crafting class too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes there too. And we would love to get a review because it helps other crafters find this podcast easily. Remember, happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric faces in the margin space.